Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. Father, what an honor. What a privilege for us to assemble and gather here with innumerable company of angels, with the spirits of just men made perfect in the heavenly Jerusalem, with the blood of the sprinkling, which speaks better things than the blood of Abel. Thank you for this privilege you've granted us to gather here before the throne of majesty, before the king of kings, and to hear your word. As we hear your word, Lord, reveal yourself to us. Infuse yourself into us. Impart yourself into us. That by the time that we finish, we are, you are through with us. We will more of you, full of you, and less of ourselves. We thank you, Lord, for the power of your word. In Jesus' name, and all shall say, Amen. And all shall say, Amen. Shout a louder, Amen. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and the earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, monogenes, our Lord, our curious, his only son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, hallelujah, was, he wasn't stoned, he was crucified, was dead. And buried. He descended into hell. The third day he didn't stay there because it wasn't possible for death to hold him. The third day he rose again from the dead. That is where we ended last week. That he rose again from the dead. Jesus is alive. Someone say Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. Shout Jesus is alive. He said that um, the scriptures say that I am he. When John met him, he said, I am he who was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John chapter 1. Now, the Bible says that he rose again from the dead. There cannot be Christianity without resurrection. So the resurrection is as it were the Jesus' um, Jesus' assignment on earth, the resurrection is as it were the most important, the pivot of what he came to do. Because if he had not resurrected, his birth would have been not necessary. Christmas would not have been necessary. His death would have been in vain, which I showed you the other time. And you would have still been in your sins. He wouldn't have been justified. We wouldn't have been justified. Our faith would be in vain. Our preaching would be in vain. Our prayer will be in vain. Our assembly will be in vain. But thank God for his resurrection. So the early church died for the witness of the resurrection. They preached. They were murdered. They were martyred for the witness of the resurrection. In Acts chapter 5, I think 30, 31, talks about how the Holy Ghost was with them, witnessing to the same that Jesus is alive. So they witnessed the resurrection, Acts chapter 3, similar, and chapter 4. They witnessed the resurrection. Their witness was about the resurrection. But the the resurrection was not the final stage of Jesus' assignment. The resurrection was not the end. The resurrection was an aspect, the journey of the glorification. The only man who could come back from the dead 
the only man who could come out of the grave by himself. He said, I lay my life down and I pick it up again. Wow. Wow. He told, he told Pontius Pilate, you, don't, you, can't, you can't execute me. The power is not in your hands. You don't determine when I die. I lay my life down. He said, he told him, for this reason, uh, John chapter 18, for this reason was I born. For this reason came I into the world. For this reason, for this purpose. I'm here because I'm at this juncture because I came into this world for this purpose. He told his disciples in John chapter 13 that, that he said, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified when he was about to die. He said, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. He wasn't afraid of death because he was going to lay down his life and pick it up. When he said, Father, if it's possible, let this cup come and pass, he wasn't talking about because he's afraid of death. No. no. It has been, it has been, a, it, it's, to be honest, that statement, let this cup come pass, has been a major theological conundrum. People have not been able to uh, really be able to interpret or decipher or understand what exactly he meant when he said, let this cup come. What is the this cup? And, but many, many serious and serious Christian theologians believe that when he said, let this cup come, come pass, he was talking about the separation between him and the father, not the death. Because he said, I came, it's time for me to be glorified. But his worry, his concern was that, is that there's going to come a time when the father is not going to be with me? I can't stand that. That, that I can't bear it. I can't stand that. But I said, if, if it is in your will, then let it happen. The most important thing in the life of Jesus, Jesus said, the father has not left me. Has not left, he's always with, with me. He said, I and the father have one. Actually, second service, I'm going to get into it. He said, if you have seen me, you have seen the father. There's no, dif- there's, there's no difference. There's no difference. I am he. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, I am he. Now, so his worry was not the death, but the separation. And he, he laid down his life. Pick it up again. So the resurrection meant a lot. The resurrection was a pointer to who we actually was. But that was not the end of the story. It was the penultimate event. The main thing, the Bible said, he ascended into heaven. Let's all say that together. He ascended into heaven. The Apostle's Creed on the screen again. He said, he ascended into heaven. He, 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 so he, descended, he, he ascended into heaven. Uh, and what? Seated, that's what I'm going to be talking Ascended into heaven, seated at the right hand of, the, of God, the Father Almighty. Do you know what it means to be seated at somebody's right hand? So he ascended into heaven. This is what the Christian church believes. This is, this is our, our confession. Our confession is that the resurrection didn't end everything. He didn't finish. It just wasn't. He actually ascended into heaven. Good news is coming. Yeah. Someone shout hallelujah. hallelujah. We preach because he's seated. Hmm. <laughs> we, that's why we preach. Not just because he resurrected. The resurrection gives the power to our preaching. In Matthew chapter 28 verse, verse, verse 18 and 19. Matthew chapter 28 verse 18. He says that Verse 18, and Jesus came and spoke to his disciples, saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All, say all, all authority. All authority. Say all authority. All authority. 
has been given. All right. So he said, all authority has been given to him by virtue of his death, burial, and resurrection. But Bible talks about, watch this very carefully. The resurrection gave him the authority, all authority. He conquered. But to execute the authority, you and I can't, unless he's seated. When he resurrected, he wasn't healing the sick, he wasn't doing all that. Now it's in our hands. And he told them, go into the world to preach the gospel. But he told them, wait, don't go. Don't go, wait. Go, but wait. Until you are endued with power. Luke, Luke chapter 24, verse 49. Until you are endued with power, then you can go. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you, Acts chapter 1, verse 4. He said, tarry in Jerusalem. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you shall receive power. Watch this. Say power. power. Say power. power. Somebody say power. power. Now, in, in Ephesians chapter, let's do this quickly. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15 talks about that. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love for all the saints, do not cease to make mention of you in my prayers. Cease not to make, give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that you will be granted God the Father, to the Lord of Father, the Lord of glory, give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him, that ye may know. Okay, verse 17, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that ye may know, say that I may know. Say that I may know. Verse 18. The eyes of your understanding be enlightened that ye may know. Say that I may know. Now, you may know what the hope of his calling. That's one. Number two. What is the riches of his glories, uh, the, the glory of his inheritance in the saints? We believers, God has got rich deposits of inheritance in us. So we are, we are God's investment. That's why we come to church. We are God's investment. That's why all the best is God is in, uh, for us. When we walk in faith, you, you, you download it. God's investment, that's why you just not look at you backslide. That's why I not just look at the devil and look at you for the devil to have an upper hand over your life. Because we are his investment. Alright, so God's inheritance in the state is so rich. No, no, no any investor can make the investment God has made in us. Alright, but the next one, that you may know that you are God's investment and you have great heritage in God. But the next one, verse 19, that is what I want to talk about. And what is the exceeding, that you may know, what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us? Say power. power. Remember I just quoted Acts chapter 1 verse 8, that you shall receive power. He said, you have, I, my prayer is that you may know this kind of power that is working towards you. You may know this kind of power. Alright, then watch this. He said, the great power, according to the working of his mighty power, watch this. Verse 20, that's where we're going. Verse 20, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Was Christ resurrected? Yeah. But that was not the end. And seated him where? At the right hand. Seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places. Say, he's seated in the heavenly places. So, so, well, remember this. Apostle's Creed says that he crucified dead and was buried. He descended and rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and he seated at the... That's what the Bible, the Bible says. He seated at the right hand. That, did you read that? From Ephesians chapter 2, 1 verse 20, he said, and he raised him and seated him. He seated him at his right hand. What's the meaning of right hand? What's the meaning of right hand? Right hand is not so, so when we say this is my right hand man, it doesn't mean I have some left hand man. All right, this is my right hand man. It means that it's my main man. It's my, it's my confidant. It's my, the one we deal with, we, we talk together, we, we plan together, we do. He, if you want to know everything about we check him. If he tells you something, this is my right hand man. In the same way, when he said he's seated at the right hand, seated. No, it's not just that. Seated, seated is the position of authority. So there is a, a place, there's, an, there's a place of authority. When he said, all power and heaven and all is given to me. He's seated at the position of authority. So when you talk about seated, you are talking about king. 
reigning, session. That's the session. When we talk about the session of Christ, Christ ascended and seated on that throne that no one could sit unless the one can be able to break the scrolls and break the seal and open the scrolls. Only one person, watch this, only one person in the entire creation, only one person was worthy to sit on the throne. That is called the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb seated on the throne. There is a throne. There is a throne. When you talk about right hand, God created, when God created man, Adam and Eve, the Bible says that, and God blessed them, Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, God blessed them, and he said, be fruitful and multiply, and replenish them, and have dominion. He blessed them and gave them the dominion mandate, the authority. But Satan stole it from them. But the authority Satan stole from them is different from the authority Jesus has given to the church. The authority Satan stole from them was just, was just basic, earthly. But the authority Jesus has given to the church, is, you'll find out in the scripture we're about to read, it's, it's not authority just because we have been created and given, but authority because he's seated. Huh. Watch this. He's seated at the right hand. There is a throne. He had, to, he had to come down as man, die, he was born a human birth, lived a human life, died a human death, and resurrected as man. And that resurrected Jesus ascended and seated. So all along from creation, before God even created the world, there is a seat. There is a seat. Like this one. Like, ah, you, you, you have to hear this. Uh, there is a seat that belongs to man. There is a seat in heaven that belongs to man. That's it. He said, John said, I went and looked all over heaven. There is no one who was worthy. Not in heaven, not on earth. No one worthy to open the scrolls. John chapter 1. No one. No one except one. And so, Bible talks about, first, I think, first Timothy chapter, chapter, chapter 2, verse 5 or so. It says that, for there is one God and one mediator between God and man, even the man Christ Jesus. Man. He's seated. Say mediator. He's seated. I think First Timothy chapter 2 verse 5. He's seated for there is one God and one mediator. Say mediator. mediator. The reason why he's seated is a job. He's doing a job. I'll show you why. He's doing it. So he, Bible said, he ascended into heaven and he's seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. When he says, see, the apostle said, the Father Almighty, the Almighty God, there's one, someone seated at his right hand of power. The Almighty God won't do won't act without the one on the right hand. Seated in the position of authority. No wonder he said, no one comes to the Father said by me. Mm. He said, right hand. He's seated in the position of authority. Heaven will not do anything except by Christ. Now, Ephesians chapter, chapter 1 verse 20, back to the point, to the scripture. He says that, raised him from the dead, and seated him at the right hand, at his right hand in heavenly places. Look at verse 21. Far above. Say far above. Far above. Now, that far above is not talking about geographical distance. It's talking about ruling authority. It's talking about authority, not distance. The far above there is not talking, doesn't connote distance. It connotes authority. Far above, far above. So when they say that, oh, in this company, this, this guy is higher than this guy. It's not distance. Not that because his office is in the um, faith floor or 7th or 13th floor. That is not 
the, the point. When you talk about this high, it's high-ranking official. That's, it's higher than this as some others. Father, his office, his position is far above. It's above this one. When they say someone's position is above, he's talking about authority. Who wields authority? When you, you as a subordinate, if you say something to your subordinates, he can come and overrule it by what he says because it's above you. And Jesus is far above. Whatever demons have said about your family, and far above, say far above. Say far above. Seated far above. What, what was it? Principalities and powers and might and dominion. That's what God gave us. Gave that dominion, but this is you see, what he has brought to us is not just dominion. What is more than principalities? What is more than power? What is more than might? Dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age but also in that which is to come. Thank you, Lord. Someone shout hallelujah. hallelujah! Far above, far above, and he's sitting at the place. So when you talk about seated, he's talking about rulership. He's, we're talking about his rule, his authority, his kingship. So now, first thing we must understand, when we talk about the session, the resurrected Jesus is no more a baby. The resurrected Jesus is a king, seated on the throne, yeah. seated at the right hand of the Father. Yeah. And verse 22 said, after, Bible said he's seated far above, and he has put all things under his feet. Put everything under, everything is in, under his control. Is someone following me? Yeah. Everything. Your health, yeah. your marriage, yeah. your job. United Kingdom, the Queen, Obama, um, uh, suicide bombers, terrorists, Muslims, Hindus, everything under his feet, everything under his feet, everything. Put every and give and watch this. After I put everything, lifted him far above principalities and powers and everything, and gave him uh, above uh, every name that is mentioned. Bible says that, and he put everything under his feet. After that. He gave him as the seated king. Gave him to be the head over all things to the church. That's why when Saul was messy and he appeared to his bro, you may not know who you are dealing with. And now, the head of the church, the one who owns the church, the one who leads the church, the one who rules the church, is not the pastor. He's the king in session himself. And he's above all power. See, that is why he said, our power in heaven and earth has given you. Go, therefore, and preach, preach the gospel. When we preach, we are preaching with the backing of the one who everything is under his feet. And this is the thing. We are talking about King Jesus. Someone say, King Jesus. King Jesus. That's my king. That's my king. He's seated. He's seated in power. He's seated in dominion. He's seated in authority. Hallelujah. But as though that was not enough, there's a man seated on that throne. And guess who it is? Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. We have to all read it out together. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. Let's read it out loud. Let's go. And he raised us. Raise who? Us. Raise who? Us. Someone say, I'm raising. I'm raising. He raised us together. He's raised us, all of us, together. All right. Let's start from verse 5 so it can make a bit of sense for someone. Go to verse 5. Even when we were dead in our trespasses, made God, that's talking about God, God made us, we, the were, those who were once there, though, you, you, you. God made us alive when? Together with Christ. When Christ died and was resurrected, when man was coming out of the grave, you were part of it. Thank you, Lord. He made us alive together. 
And that when, when did that happen? When Christ was being made alive from the dead. Because we were all dead in our transgression. Did you see that? You were dead. But as soon as you said, Jesus, I hand over my life. Jesus, I submit, I surrender my life to you. Or Jesus, take over my life. As soon as Jesus, you said, Jesus, be my Lord and personal Savior. He, he has made you alive already. It's just that now it's kicking into place. It's taking effect. But it doesn't take effect until you say, yes, Lord. So he said, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace are you saved. He said, this one is not because we believe. It's just grace. He had to chip that one in there. Right? Then, so he made us alive together. Are we alive together with Christ? Yes. If you, when did you become alive together with Christ? Yes. When you become born again, when you were saved. Is anyone saved here? Yes. Is anyone saved here? Yes. So is anyone alive together with Christ? Yes. Now, watch this. If we were alive together, then if you believe that you were made alive together, the story did not end there. Because I told you the resurrection was not the end. Go to the next verse. So he made us alive, verse 5. He made us alive together with him, okay, with Christ. Verse 6. Watch this. Watch this. And raised up, raised us up together and made us sit together. Where? Yeah. Where? Yeah. So when we talk about Christ is seated. Man is seated. Which man is talking about? You and I, we are seated. And we're far above principalities, far above powers, far above dominion, far above rules, far above anything on the earth, far above. And I, listen, and he has put everything under the feet of Jesus. And we are seated with him. So it is under. That's why he told them, all oh, power is given to me, but wait. Because you need to be seated first. <laughs> you need to be seated with me. So once we are seated with him now, authority is flowing. Authority is flowing. Because when a police officer, a police officer, let's say 21-year-old lady, a police officer, stand, you are driving your truck, and he stands in the middle of the road and just does this. Oh boy, doesn't matter how powerful that truck is. How many years? When he started driving that truck, her father was not born. Because her father is now 48. And you started driving the truck 55 years ago. But it still doesn't matter. She stands, you don't ask her, what have you eaten? She stands, you don't ask her, did you fast? She stands, she's standing in authority. She lifts her hands, the car, that truck must stop. Can I tell you something? The truth, the truth is that she may even have a disciplinary hearing coming up. It doesn't matter. Once she stands in the office, she might have even been through some disciplinary actions and they might have stripped her from ranking and brought her lower, but it still doesn't matter. It does not matter. Once she stands in the authority, oh, ma, ba, 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 ba. Listen, when he said, go ye therefore, he said, go in my authority. 
That's why they say Acts chapter 3, verse 6. Say, man, God have an but such as I have in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. And for the first time, the man who has never walked, Bible says he lived and began walking because he encountered some people who were with power, who were seated in the place of power. Shout yes! We, we, we are those who can sing, I got the power. Seated with him in heavenly places. They see you walking. No, you are not just ordinary. You are seated in heavenly places. With him. Now, who told you? He told me. He told me. It's in the manual. It's in the way. And I know it. Watch this. And I know it. I know it. I'm seated. Demons know it. So, so. When some, someone practicing witchcraft or practicing some voodoo tease you and said, listen, I'm powerful. You don't even have to announce it. He, he asks you who he did to you. Tell him, go and ask your boss, the devil. He knows who I am. That's why they said, Jesus we know, Paul we know. They know us. Because we are far about. Far about. You see, this church thing is not some social club thing. It's a power thing. It's a heavenly thing. It's it's crazy not to be born again. You see all this power available to you and you walked away from it. That's why I said that my prayer is that you will know the power that is at work towards you. Who believe? Shout hallelujah. Someone is blessed. But purposes of understanding, I, I need to continue some things I have to explain. Psalm 110, the most quoted Old Testament scripture in the New Testament. Psalm 110, bear that in mind. Most of the New Testament writers made references to Old Testament. All right, as it's written. Even Jesus was constantly saying, as it's written, made references. But the most one that more references were made to in the New Testament than any other Old Testament verse or chapter or scripture is Psalm 110. Psalm 110. Someone shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Psalm 110 is so loaded. He said, he said, the Lord said to my Lord. Now, you see, there are two lords here now. The Lord said, see, the first Lord is the I am, the eternal God, said to my Lord with a capital, starting with capital, but it's uh, not the so, so Yahweh, the ego imi, said to Adonai. Yahweh said to Adonai. Yahweh said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. In, in Romans chapter 16, verse 20, Bible says that for God will bruise Satan very soon under your foot. Romans chapter 16, verse 20. Said, for the Lord will shortly said, and the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet very shortly. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> that demon of sickness, that demon of anti-marriage, that demon of poverty, that demon of confusion is crushed under your foot now. It's crushed under your foot now. It's crushed under your foot now. Shall I believe? So is that for the Lord said to my Lord, 
said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. You know what a footstool is? Not something you just step on and go. You just, <laughs> you just rest your legs on them. <laughs> Foot rest. Till I make your enemies your footstool. The Lord shall send the rod, the rod of your strength out of Zion. Zion is the church. Rule in the midst of your enemies. That's what we are doing now. Enemies are not a threat to us because we rule in the midst of our enemies. I see someone ruling. Don't, don't, don't bother to try and talk back to your enemies. Just rule in their midst. Because power is on your side. Power. You are a seated man. You are a seated woman. You are, you are seated with Christ Jesus in heavenly place. But when the Apostles' Creed says that in Christ, he was resurrected, he came back from the dead, ascended into heaven, and he seated. He's talking about kingship, authority. Seated at the right hand. He said, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Let me show you something. We need to go into the text quickly. Um, oh, oh. Hmm, Jesus, this is good. Hmm, verse 3. Your people shall be... Uh, uh, the King James, he said, your people, verse 3 of... Psalm 10, your people shall be willing in the day of your power. So when power is at play, don't worry about enemies. You will rule in their midst. And, and those God has sent to help you. Your enemies can, can confuse them, lambast you to them, and destroy and defame, or defame, discredit, and disdain you. But it doesn't matter. They will still be willing. Is, okay, say all you can say about him. When you finish, ah, that's the one I want to help him. I don't have a choice. I want to help you. That's the one I want to be for. That's the one I, they would gossip so much about you. They thought the man would turn his back on you and say, I won't marry you. When, you, when they finished saying it, then he said, he actually was going to buy a ring for you, a thousand pounds. He changed his mind to buy three thousand pounds worth of ring for you. Shout yes. yes! That's what we are dealing with. Rule in the midst of your enemies. Don't worry who doesn't like you. It's normal. It's normal for people not to like you. It's normal. Enemies are never, have never been a threat to God. Hallelujah. All right. Look at verse 4. I want to go to it. The Lord has sworn and will not relent. God himself said, hey, me, I swear, God. That's what he did to Abraham. He went to Abraham. Abraham sacrificed Isaac. He said, hey, I swear. And then I like the way Bishop Oye the Pope with it. He said, and the angels of it tell me, God, God, don't take it. He said, no, leave me alone. I won't take it. Hey, me, I swear. So God, God, just easy. Said, no, no, Abraham, because you have done this, I swear. I swear. You will see what I will also do. God himself swearing. And now, listen, God said to my Lord, my Lord, I have sworn an oath. Did you see that? Verse 4. He said, the Lord has sworn and will not relent. He has sworn, I will not, said, you are a priest forever. According to the order of Melchizedek. That's why I told you time. First of all, he's a king. But what I'm about to touch on is his priesthood. <laughs> he's a king, we are seated with him. But he's a priest, he's there on our behalf. So seated at the right hand is not only... Because of power or not his position he had already. So now he's gone back. No, he's not gone, just gone back. He's taking us home. That's why he said, where, he said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. He's taking us back. 
Say, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And he, didn't, he never said, when I finish, I'll come. He says that, I'm going to prepare, and I'll come for you. He said, where I'm going now, you cannot come, because you can't go to the cross with me. But let me pass through the cross, and then I will enter into session. Then I'll come get you. We go back. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. And then so he went. So Bible said, he God swore that you are a priest forever. After the order of Melchizedek. Now, we are talking about, so when he's seated at the right hand of the father, one major role he's playing there, besides kinship and authority, he's playing a high priestly role. He's our high priest. Christ, our high priest. Christ, our high priest. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 1. 1 John chapter 2, 1 John chapter 2, verse 1. Look at what he says. He said, my little children, these things, right, uh, this thing I write to you, so that you may not sin. If anyone sins, we have an advocate with the, he's there already he is there already he's not waiting for you before he, he went there sat in a position as a high priest now watch this the job of a priest is different from the job of a prophet the prophet comes to the people and speaks on the behalf of God to the people the priest comes to God and speaks on the behalf of the people to God you don't need prophets in heaven but you need a priest. But you need a priest. But you need a priest to speak on your behalf. To speak on. Now watch this. Hebrews chapter 2. Verse 17. I like this one. Hey. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 2. Verse 17. Shout hallelujah. Therefore. In all things, he had, to, he had to be made like his brothers, talking about you and I. Why? That he might be, a, watch this, that he might be a merciful and a faithful. The reason why he can be a merciful and a faithful, because he sat where we are sitting. He knows what it means to be human. Angels don't know that. He knows what it means to be a woman. He knows what it is to be a human being and, and, and going looking for money and falling prey to all kinds of tri- tricks and traps. He knows what it means to be a human being with restrictions and the anxiety of what is about to happen tomorrow. He knows it. There's a songwriter in those days we used to sing, he walked where I walked, he sat where I sit, he stood where, yet without, he knows it, he's been there. Watch this, watch this. My time. Bible says that, but Hebrews chapter 2 verse 17, said therefore in all things he had to be made like, his, like us. It was a necessity. He had to be made like, uh, made like us. He had to be made like his brethren that he might be like the mercy. For you know what mercy means? Mercy means don't give me what I deserve. You need someone who is in, in authority, who understands your situation. And who just not judge you with law, but can understand where you are. Can understand what, and it's only Christ. Because human beings, we can't do that. It's only Christ. So it says that he had to he had to become like us. Watch this. Other than that, he doesn't qualify to represent us. Oh, wow. Only man can represent man properly, accurately. He can't he can't qualify to represent. Angels can never and will never represent us. Because they don't have they don't know what it means to be man. Shout hallelujah. I feel like preaching. 
So, so watch this. Bible says that he had in all things, Hebrews chapter 2, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren that he might be a merciful and not just a merciful, but he's faithful to the, to the task. He will, change, he will never change his mind. Watch this. Faithful, faith, merciful and faithful high priest in, in things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the see, sinners come in here. Propitiation. We have a high priest. We have a Hebrews chapter 4. Quickly follow me now. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14 to 16. He says that, seeing that we have, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. did you see that? We have, oh, we've got him. He's there for us. We got him. We got him. We got him. We got a high priest. When it comes to kingship and it comes to authority, we are there with him. When it comes to high priestly role, only one can do it at a time. For the rest. He said, seeing that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the son of God. You remember? Jesus, the son of God. Let us hold fast to our confession. Keep saying what you are saying. Keep believing what you are believing. Do you know why? You have a high priest. Yes. You have a high priest. Yes. We have a high priest. Yes. Talks about the high priest, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1. It talks about the high priest of our confession. The apostles and the high priest said that the holy brethren, they said, call the high priest of our confession. So he's working with what you are saying. Yes. Give him something to work with. Change your confession. Say what he said in his word. Say, say what you know he's done for you. Confess, confess what the word says. He's working with that. He's the high priest of your confession. Why do you go to court? Your lawyer is saying one thing, that you were at the time of this incident, you were at Peckham. And you are saying at the time of the incident, you were at Tottenham. Now, you're giving your, your lawyer a problem. <laughs> There's only one truth. And the truth is that you are a free man. Amen. You are a free woman. And that's the confession he's representing you. Now watch this. Go back to the text. Uh, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14. Seeing that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. Verse 15. Watch this. For, uh, for, uh, for we do not have a high priest who cannot symp- sympathize with our weaknesses. You see that? Because he became like us, he can sympathize. Merciful, do you remember? Merciful and faithful high priest. We don't have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but, with, but was, in, uh, was in all points tempted as we yet. So you understand what it means to be a human being. Then he said, therefore let us come boldly before the throne of grace. Hallelujah. Now you are approaching throne of grace boldly to come and collect favor, to come and collect grace, to receive grace and favor so, and mercy. Say mercy. mercy. Say mercy. Do you know why you can come? Because someone is seated there interceding on your behalf. Someone is interceding on your behalf. Quick, let me show you something. There's, there's so much. According to Hebrews chapter 5, from verse 1, it began to t- tell us about high priest. For every high priest is taken from amongst men, taken from among men, is appointed for men in things pertaining to God that he might offer both gifts and sacrifice. So you must be a man to represent man. For every high priest, verse 2, verse 2, verse 2 talks about how um, he can uh, uh, he can have compassion on those who are ignorant. Verse three. Look at verse three quickly. Because of uh, because of this, he is required 
ask for the people, so also for himself to offer sacrifice. The high, high priest must offer sacrifice for himself. And the people. Go, go, verse, verse 4. No one takes this honor upon himself except uh, he who is called, just as Aaron was called. Verse 5. Now watch look at So also, say so also. So also. So also Christ did not glorify himself to become high priest. But it was he who said to him, remember, you are my son today. I've got him. That's, that's when God swore. In, he, said, he swore in the, uh, um, Psalm 10, 110, verse 4. He says that he who said it, he told him that you are. So he said, he who, it was him who swore, swore to him, you are my son. Today I've got him. The Lord has sworn. Watch this. Verse 6 of Hebrews chapter 5. As is also always said in another place, you are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. Verse 7. Who, in the days of his flesh, they began to talk about Jesus Christ, how in the days of his flesh, he went through all kinds of things, but then did not. Look at verse 9 to 11. Let's look at verse 9 to 11 quickly. Verse 9 says that, and having been perfected and become the author of eternal salvation to all who obey, verse 10, called by God as high priest, according to the order of Melchizedek. You remember, it, was, it appeared in Psalm. Jesus Christ's order is different from the Aaronic order. What's the difference between the Aaronic order and the Melchizedekian order? The Aaronic order, it doesn't continue. One, the sacrifices are repeated every year. That's one. And then two, the high priests are changed with life because you can't, you can't be for, uh, forever alive. The Aaronic order cannot be, you can't be forever alive. You are alive only for a certain short period of time. So that's the difference. But his own is Melchizedek Canada. Melchizedek, according to Hebrews chapter 7, Bible says that without genealogy, without beginning of days, without end of days, without mother, without father, he's a, he by, by himself, king of Salem. The Melchizedek, he doesn't have beginning, doesn't have end. So Jesus Christ doesn't have a successor. Shout Christ alone. Oh my God. All right. Of whom we have much to say, hard to explain since you are dull of hearing. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 29 I have to end on that because there's too much to say about this our high priest. When we say that and next, I have to continue the next time because I'm going to pick it up from high priest and I'll explain as well because he's king high priest and he says that he ascended into heaven, see at the right hand of God from thence he shall come there to judge the living and the dead he's coming back home. The story doesn't end he's coming back. He's coming back but let's read Hebrews and let me finish on Hebrews chapter 7 verse 20 verse 20 quickly Inasmuch as he was not made priest without an oath. That, does that make sense? You remember, he was made priest. God swore. Other than they didn't make my, my sword. But Jesus, God swore. So he was not made a high priest without an oath. There's an oath uh, attached to his high priestly office. Inasmuch as he was not, verse 21, verse 21 weekly. For, for they have become priests without an oath. Those ironic priesthood. You don't need an oath. You just need a birthright. Without an oath. Uh, but he with an oath by him who said to him, the Lord has sworn and will not relent. Remember we read this? Uh, the Lord has sworn and will not relent. You are a priest forever according to the other. So there was an oath attached to you. Go to the next verse. Verse 22, quickly. By so much more, Jesus has become a, sure, a, a surety of a better covenant. So watch this. See, high priest, he has brought covenant in. Oh, watch this. High priest, he's brought a covenant in. When you are a Christian, you are in a covenant with God. And he's the surety of the covenant. Better covenant. Our covenant is better than the Jews. The Jewish covenant is the earthly covenant which is still valid. Okay? We haven't replaced them. But this one is a heavenly covenant because the high priest is seated in heaven. He has entered the holy tabernacle. The heavenly tabernacle. The heavenly holies of holies. He went there with his own blood. He went to the, this high priest is here also, not with the boots of, uh, blood of bulls and goats, but with his own blood, he entered into the most holy place once and for all, having obtained eternal redemption. Wow. 
This high priest, he entered there once and for all. Aaronic high priest, they go there every year. They go there, and even when they are going, no one is sure whether they will come back. Because no one was there when they sinned privately. So no one was sure. But our king, our king, our high priest, our high priest, our high priest, he entered there once and for all. Once for all. Shall once for all. Hebrews, I didn't finish Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 23. Look at it. There's something, brothers and sisters. Also, there were many priests because they were prevented by death from continuing. Ironic priests, there are so many of them. Death can't allow you to continue. Verse 24, verse 24. But he, but he, but he, but Jesus, but Jesus, but Jesus, because he continues forever, has an unchanging priesthood. Sharia! Sharia! He's there forever. Do you know what the benefit is in? That's what I want to. Verse 25, verse 25. We just read it in verse 24. Let's read the verse 24 again. But he, because he continues forever, has an unchangeable. Hey, this is heavy. It's unchangeable. What he did yesterday for you, he will still be able to do it because his, his priesthood is unchangeable. Hey, did you see that? That's what we confess. That I believe he resurrected. He ascended into heaven. Seated. That's seated. Yes. Look at verse 25. Look at verse 25. Are you ready for this? Yes. Verse 25 says that. Therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him. How? Since he all. Sharia! Sharia! he always lives, he's able to also save to the that, that means when you get born again he saves you it's not, it's, it's not just ready for heaven, including your shoes, including your house including your relationships including your health, he will save you, he will not leave anything unsaved because he's a faithful high priest he's a merciful high priest he's a merciful high priest He's a faithful high priest. He will not save you half, 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 half. He's saving you fully. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at caris.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Caris Ministries. Stay blessed.